Welcome to the Evolve Mindset. My name is Chelsea Browse, but most know me online as Chelsbra. I'm an awakening mentor and somatic sexologist who's passionate about the continuous evolution of consciousness. If you're looking to evolve your sex life, career, relationships, finances, or health, then it begins with your mindset and this podcast is for you. My goal is to use this container to provide the tools, knowledge, and insights to further your potential and evolution. I know we're going to have so much fun together, so thank you so much for pressing play and let's evolve. Hello, my beautiful soul fam. Thank you so much for joining me today. I am so excited to introduce to you Ruben Rosas. He is an up-and-coming sexuality leader studying at the New Paradigm Intimacy. He is also the project facilitator at Mankind Project at the North California section, and he's an Equitable Communities Initiative Chair. He also is part of the board member and mentor at Jam Circles in Sonoma County. His mission is to create a world of unity and love by creating family and open communications. Just beautiful. We shared such a nourishing conversation in today's episode um, about non-conscious and conscious relating and sex. Um, We dive deep in limiting beliefs, um, tough conversations with our parents and the pressures we have with them. And we also speak on the Mankind Project that he's currently with. Um, We dive deep on a lot of subjects and a lot comes up in our conversations. Um, I can't wait for you guys to hear it and experience this journey with us. Let's get to it. Cellular device. Cool. Well, thank you so much, Ruben, for joining me in today's episode at the Evolve Mindset Podcast. Um, I'm deeply honored that you're here today, and I can't wait to get into some juicy conversations with you. Yeah, thank you for having me, and uh, yeah, I'm open to interpretation and see what, what comes alive. Yeah, perfect. Thank you so much. So I actually just would love to know a little bit about your backstory. Um, so right now, I guess we can both agree that we're, we're conscious individuals in our relationships and our sexuality. But I would love to know your experiences before you, you actually became conscious and made all these decisions and the changes in your life. Um, possibly some patterns that you saw, um, some things you grew from, anything that you'd love to share. Yeah, that's a that's a that's a good one. That's big. Um, so, growing up, um, well, I'm 40 now, so I've been playing in the field of sex and sexuality for a decent amount of time now. Um, I got introduced to what sex actually was probably at like 14, 15. Before that, I was just riding my bicycle, scratching my knees and elbows, and like. Yeah, girls were cute and all, but it wasn't really my thing. Like, I just, I was having fun. I was doing life and just doing my thing. And then uh, then the other guys started talking about girls. And I was like, oh, yeah, they're my friends. And then they were like, no, like, more. Mm. And that introduced me into how freaked out I actually got just being around women. Like, because they were always my friends. Like, I was... 
I grew up with two older sisters. And so I was comfortable with the realm of being around girls and women, but I didn't realize how big the shift became once it got into like the sexuality realm. Um, I feel that I developed, um, like I matured later in life. Um, so while some of my buddies were already having sex and doing their thing, I was like, what does that even mean? Right? Like, like I said, I was out still just, uh, being a boy, uh, got into high school, started exploring some things. Um, bunch of alcohol was involved. And unfortunately my first sexual experience with a woman, um, I got invited over to like a small little party. Um, she was older we got drunk and I woke up like I remember like making out with her at first and then like I blacked out and I woke up in the morning just like what is going on I was naked I didn't know what was going mm -hmm. on it like scared the crap out of me mm -hmm. I didn't and that was like that was it right that was my that was my virginity like I had no idea what this was what it was um I was like 17 at the time and just I don't know. I, uh, I wasn't ready and that's not how I would have wanted it to be. Um, I don't know. I guess I had these growing up with older sisters. I had this little like love story thing going on too. Right. Cause I was caught up watching the movies that they were watching. Mm -hmm. Right. And so I didn't know what that really meant. And so then from there it was like, Oh, I've done it already. Now, like now I create my list. Right. Now, who do I, who do I like, who do I want on my team basically? And it was really like inappropriate going back and looking at it. It was really inappropriate, really rude to like, to explore my sexuality that way. Mm. Like, let's just go party, get drunk and like try and hang out with this gal or that one. And going back and looking at it, it's like, dude, I really harmed myself and my, my needs and wants of what, sex is and like how beautiful and amazing it it is once I became conscious once I was aware of like how powerful and um connecting like real sex can be and so I did that for a bunch of years um I'm single not married never have been um which is kind of a pressure that I stepped away from because my Latino parents, <laughs> uh, they wanted me to get married at fucking 20 years old. Oh, mm -hmm. am I allowed to swear? That's fine. Uh, they wanted me to get married at 20 and have eight grandchildren for them and the house and the fence and like the, all the things, right? And, and as the firstborn son on my dad's side, carry the name. Carry the name birth me some boy grandchildren and like do it. And I was still really afraid of sex. I was having sex, but I was still really afraid of it. Mm. And I was afraid of like the commitment and what raising a child actually was because my, the way I witnessed it, my dad busted his, busted his ass because he had five of us and he was never around. And so I was like, well, if I have a kid, that means I got to go to work and then I'll never be around the kid. 
and it like it didn't make sense to me it didn't line up so I was afraid to have sex because I didn't want kids and then I was afraid to not have sex because I was being made fun of from like friends and whatnot because that was like the cool thing to do mm-hmm. How many girls have you been with? Like, what's your number and all the things? And it's like, it was, it was just a really messed up thing. And so I continued that, that span of like, just really just, um, I don't want to say that like just unconnected sex, just drunk, unconnected sex. Like I'd go out of town or like just even friends in town and we'd have like, we'd end up being like, oh, okay, well, I haven't had sex with you yet. I've known you for 10, 15 years. Let's just do it, right? And then that would ruin the whole relationship. Like I wouldn't be friends with that person anymore because it got it was weird. It happened after a party one time. And then that ruined like the whole friendship relationship because we decided to have sex drunk and, and it, it just didn't line up. Um, <clears throat> so that, that got me only X far in like my whole, what I understood of sex and what it was. And then I started traveling and like at 19, I first went out to Australia and started traveling. And the only way that I knew how to meet people was to get drunk and like put the mask on and be silly and like and meet people which was still that cycle of like oh go chase some aussie girls with your funny american accent and like and go get laid drunk and so that that kept going and i'd traveled to you know new zealand australia and like um all over mexico been to South Africa and Haiti and stuff and all still doing the same thing. Like that was my pattern. Like get drunk, loosen up, do some wooing. Like we both get drunk and if it lined up, like we'd both be drunk and like that was like the thing. Um, up until like my mid thirties, like I, I felt a shift in me and like I started waking up and like I was like I didn't want to be playing in that realm anymore mm. like my sisters have kids my brothers have kids like my my sister's kids she had uh nieces and they were like 17 18 so they were starting to explore their sexuality and I was like as an uncle I got to show like I got to lead by example right I can't be saying hey don't go be doing these promiscuous things and Uncle Ruben's over here like, oh, that's his new girlfriend. No, she's not my girlfriend. It's just one of those things. And and something clicked in me and it stopped. And uh, I went down to Mexico for Christmas, for Christmas. And uh, I met this beautiful Australian girl and I was like, whoa, shit, like something's different there. So then we ended up hanging out for a while. Uh, what was it like two months down in Mexico and like the love bug got me. <laughs> and I was like, we weren't just having drunk sex. Like it was like legitimate, like 
just loving sex. It was really cool. And then I got home and I told, you know, my mom, dad, and I was just like, I'm going to Australia. Like it just is what it is. And I found myself in Australia a few months later and stayed out there with her and her family for a while. And like, that's when the consciousness started kicking in. It was like, mm. I wasn't getting drunk all the time. And like, I was starting to figure out what like love actually was and, and um, what sober, like conscious sex was. And I mean, like I said, I, I feel I matured really late. That was, that was my mid thirties, like, and I'm settling, settling down or whatever that is. And um in between those times because of the visas and all the things like we would break up and and get back together like months down the road it was just one of those things and in between those breakups like I would have a partner in between or she would have a partner in between and it it um it triggered something in both of us and we tried to keep we tried to keep it alive and we tried to keep it real and and what it was but that was a super huge learning experience for me too because it was like it was quasi an open relationship but quasi not and like brought up a lot of my jealousy stuff mm. that I didn't know I had because like I grew up with my 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 dad super jealous and I was like I don't ever want to be like that so I tried to keep it open and free and whatnot and it just brought up a lot of jealousy stuff um years and years well what was that like four years on and off of doing that it was like oh oh crap like what's going on and so it got to a point where it was like get married or or leave it alone like that was like my my religion or something like mm -hmm. time to time to back it up either you're gonna do it or not like can't keep playing this game um and so stuff happened i was out in australia and um i was doing we were trying to figure it out we're trying to work like i finally was like okay i'll go live out there and i was there for almost a year and like doing some weird visa stuff like i jumped over to new zealand to like bounce out on the visa thing and i got back and like um the immigration people like were giving me crap for being in australia and like all the things and um before I had gone over there, I, I joined a men's men's organization called Mankind Project, which was an which was a which is a group um, that I that I had the opportunity to go sit in and speak my emotions, something I'd never done before. Mm. Once again, I had everything just pinned in like it was just like I'm a man, I'm cool, I don't need to talk about this stuff. No, I don't cry. What are you talking about? I'm tough. I don't cry. Mm -hmm. And I was sitting in this group for a few months while I was here in the States before I went out to Australia. So then I went out to Australia to go live with this girl for a while. And as relationships do, my belief anyways, like we started getting into some rough areas. I went just for that relationship. So I didn't have any friends, make friends or nothing. And so then I remembered the group. I remembered Mankind Project and I looked them up and were like 65,000 strong, last I checked, worldwide. So there was men 
that were sitting out in Australia that were part of this men's group. And so I started going weekly to these men's groups and I realized that the relationship was, um, my, my personal relationship, my sexual relationship was becoming like more at ease as I was releasing these like vulnerabilities and mm -hmm. like these blocks that I had within myself it was like, like, it was strange to me. It was like, oh, you like that I'm like sensitive and like <laughs> that I'm okay to tell you that like, that I'm sad, like with my partner, like she liked that. And I was like, that's the weirdest thing. Cause I grew up super machismo. Like you don't tell a woman that you just, you know, you just keep doing your thing. And, mm -hmm. and so that opened up my whole world. And, uh, I had the opportunity to like do a staffing out there. So we basically, <laughs> it's like a weekend initiation kind of thing for men. And, uh, I had the opportunity to staff out there and I, I first met a, one of the guys I got along with was a guy named Danny. It was a super cool dude. Um, and we we're, he was a little younger than me, but we were like roughly the same age. He was like, dude, just come on by and like, just hang out, you know, if ever you need or whatnot. And, uh, and so I was like, okay, cool. And like, I met Vic, Victoria from, the program like just for a little bit like I didn't just said hi or whatever I was just like hanging out for a minute but then I came back home we broke up me and the Australian broke up I came back home but like I had such a tie to those men because I was sitting with them for like three four months like they knew a lot about me they knew so much about me and like my emotions and like my, the shit that I've never told anybody. Mm. I have friends to this day. I was just hanging out with them for 30 plus years that don't know some of the shit that these Australian men know about me. So I took it upon myself be like, Hey, next year I'm going to come back and I'm going to do that training again. I'm going to, I'm going to facilitate with you guys. And so that was um, 17 into 18, 2017 to 18. And so that time I got to actually go like stay and live with Danny for like two weeks. And uh, Vic and I ended up like having some really cool conversations. This was before um, the, the paradigm, the new into, I have always have trouble. Me too. <laughs> New, new paradigm intimacy yeah <laughs> the institute was, it was a dream yeah. like we were on the couch like she was we would talk about like just her stuff because she was doing she was already doing her work and she was like I have this dream of like starting the school and this that and the other thing and there was just a whisper then right like mm. we were just throwing ideas out on the couch or whatnot and so I came home after that a little more conscious, like definitely more into my sensitive side, I guess I would say, being open about my vulnerability, um, being accountable to what I said and what I was going to do. That's a big thing with Mankind Project is um, holding men accountable for their actions and what 
I say I'm going to do, I'm going to do it. Mm. And, um, and that reflection piece just, just has stuck with me since. And so I told Vic, if she ever started anything that like, I'd be there, that I'd be, you know, I'd be about it or whatnot. Good old technology and Facebook and all these things, right? Like we stayed friends, like over the course. And I still got like real big ties in Australia and I plan on going back. I don't know when, like, it's just too beautiful out there for me. And I'm like, dude, it's fucking awesome. So, um, so when Vic announced the course, I was like, yeah, let's do it. And having a whole lot of sex before I signed up for the course. And then magically it just happened. Like a woman came into my life and, um, I got, I got sober. So I've been sober for over a year and a half now. Beautiful. And, uh, that was like my first 100% like sober relationship. And, uh, and I, I was going into it still with that phase of just like, just hit it and quit it. Like, you know, just another number kind of thing. And just being really immature and like, I'll call you when I want to call you. And if I don't call you, I won't call you. And like that stuff came up and, and uh, we went through our patches or whatnot. And then the course started, the course started. It was like, Oh, Hey, self-pleasure. And like this and the other thing. I'm like, okay, what is, <laughs> what does that really mean? Like, is it really going to help me? And like within the first couple weeks of like doing my own self-pleasure practice and doing my thing, it was like, Ooh, I like that. And I was discovering places in me and on me and like about myself. And then I was taking that into the bedroom and like something flipped, mm. like the connection piece just flipped. Like my partner was expressing it to me. She goes, I don't know what's going on, but like, this is, this is some good stuff. Like it's incredible. And I'm like, I'm just loving myself more. Like mm -hmm. when it comes down to it, it's like, I'm just loving myself more. And I'm like, letting you know that I'm loving myself more. She's like, just, just keep doing whatever you're doing. because <laughs> And I was like, oh shit. And so going through the course and learning more and more about myself and the consciousness of things, it got to a point where I actually had to fess up and check my relationship like am I in it for just the sex am I in it for me like what am I doing in this space right like my power my power is my sex and I am my power mm. and so that brought some stuff up with my partner and like for me I felt like the sex was good but there was no other connection like um like the heart connection just wasn't there. Mm -hmm. And I, I started feeling it more and more. And I was like, oh, okay, well, I'm having sex, but I feel empty afterwards. And like this emptiness is like going deeper and deeper. It's like, it's just not sitting right. So that took me to like this juggling thing of like, do I, I gotta have the conversation. I gotta have this conversation with her. Like I'm in question, like it's not feeling good for me. Like, what do I do? And 
so I had a conversation. I was like, hey, we got we to gotta switch something up. Something's got to change because, like, I'm feeling really disconnected from you. Like, the sex is cool, but the disconnection just doesn't feel right. Mm. And that lasted about another month or so, and my body was just like, can't do it anymore. And I didn't, I wouldn't have known that prior to what I, prior to anything other than being conscious and aware of what my sex wants, exactly. what my body wants, like who I, who I am like lined up mm-hmm. with myself. And so, um, so straight up, I mean, she lived like an hour away from me. And so one night after work, I like drove down there and was like, gotta have a conversation I was like hey it's not working for me like is there anything you want to share like do you want to share anything like any emotions or anything going on right I got two older sisters I've seen them be emotional I've had Mm ex-girlfriends I've seen them be emotional right like I was waiting for like this I don't know share something with me right like Mm -hmm. call me an asshole I don't know like something and she's like nope Let's go. And that, that tripped me out. That still trips me out. I'm like, she didn't say anything. Like, mm. I guess I spoke all my truth, right? Like I was out and I put it out there and spoke all my truth and to no response. And I was like, Hmm, okay, that's cool. And then, and then like a week went by and another woman entered my I was like, okay, shit, what's this mean? And so then we ended up in a, like, now we're in a sexual relationship and she's telling me, oh shit, like I've never had sex like this before. I don't know what it is, right? And I'm like, I know exactly what it is. It's because I'm fucking connected to myself. (laughs) I know my, like, I'm I'm loving myself while we're in connection with one another. Mm -hmm. And you're feeling that. Like, and I know that, and it's just like, holy shit, like, but that thing came up again. Now it's starting to feel empty again. Now mm. I'm starting to, like, and we've only been hanging out for, I don't know, like three weeks or something. But that, this is a pattern that just came up again. And I'm like, okay, well, what the heck is this, right? Is my bot like my body likes the sex. Mm-hmm. My body likes the physicality of it. Mm-hmm but after I'm empty, I'm like, oh, now I need to go shower. Cause I feel, feel kind of gross. Like, mm-hmm. and I don't understand what that is. Like I'm, I'm friends with this person. Like we have open conversations, like, like it's cool, but after sex it's, it's not. And I'm wondering what that is. And um, I guess I, I still have some work to do around that, which is, the beauty of this course as well right so oh, I, yes. get to practice, I get to practice with other students like what my blocks are and what what things have come up and so with this course and with the men's work that I do like it's really opened me up to actually be vulnerable and just to say what is actually going on right mm-hmm. I'm having this interview with you telling you how like how my sex life is like if you would have caught me on the, like <laughs> last year I wouldn't have said anything and be like, yeah, I'm a stud. Like, of course. <laughs> yeah. <know>? Numbers 23 <laughs> or whatever. Yeah, I don't know. Like what kind of man shit do you want to hear? Like, I'll tell <laughs> yeah. you. Like, 
you know, and like yeah. now I'm just, you know, it, it's just really, it's, it's just been a really interesting journey and like, I bring it up with friends or whatnot and they just like, I'm getting blank faces. I'm getting like, just completely, what do you mean you're talking about sex? Like <laughs> they automatically go to like porn or like, you know, like the whole stereotypical, oh, you're talking about dude on dude or like you're a fag and all mm. these things. And I'm like, okay, so we got some work to do, but it's yes. going to be a while before I get to these guys. So, um, yeah, it's, it's just been a very beautiful, interesting journey. And, um, and here I am today, like still trying to figure it out and still loving the work and learning how to guide and facilitate and hopefully turn it into a career and, and, and the dream of mm-hmm. helping people out with sex. So it's not so weird. So it doesn't come up as like, what do you mean you're talking about sex? Like, yeah, hell yeah. You're talking about sex. Like right on. I've been wanting to talk about this stuff forever. Right. Yeah. Like me and my lady are going through this. All right, cool. Let's talk about it. Right. What is mm-hmm. it in you that's going on? Because mm-hmm. I hear you're trying to blame your, your lady. It's not your lady. It's you. What's in you. Right. And I know these things now. I didn't know them then, but I know mm-hmm. them now. Right? It comes back to me. And so I'm, I'm looking forward to those days to where, you know, like I'm able to have these conversations with my family members, with yes. my friends, you know, with the person at the grocery store, whatever, mm-hmm. right? Because like, I'm a pretty open dude, I think. And and I just want to share my experiences with others that that might be interested and might want to learn a little bit or might want to teach me something. Mm, yeah, totally. I I love your your whole path, like everything you outlined from your for your story. I really appreciate you being so open and honest. I thank you so much. Um, I do have a question though, if if you're open to answering. So I was just like, obviously, I'm being as present as I can, and I'm just watching this beautiful journey you're painting. Um, and I think back to when you're talking about um, from your, when you lost your virginity, uh, when you were drunk, blackout, you don't really remember what was going on. And it sounds like a lot of your sexual encounters, especially when you were younger in that developmental stage, was probably incoherent or from like drinking and whatever. Does that sound accurate? Yeah. So my sadly very <laughs> that's fine. And I, I feel like that will ring true for a lot of the listeners. Um I know a lot of my male friends uh were like that growing up too. Myself, I wasn't just because I, I had a bit of an allergy not a I had a because I, I grew up with an alcoholic father father. Um being like blackout drunk it is something I just it really didn't sit with me. So I, I kind of avoided that a little bit. But um, I did witness a lot of my friends doing a lot of that stuff. And so, like, I know the stories. I know the parties. You know, go to a party, get drunk, have sex. You know, like, I know, I definitely know and seen it happen. Mm-hmm. So my question for you, um, because it was a pattern at such a young age, and now you're sharing your current experiences now that you are more conscious and you're having these sexual encounters, and then the way that you're feeling after is kind of, like, empty. 
I'm just mm-hmm. wondering, like, do you think maybe your developmental stages and how those sexual relationships were are somehow relating to your, your showing up now in your relationships that you're having? Um, yeah, there's got to be some, there's got to be a connection there, right? It's still my body. It's mm-hmm. still the traumas that live in me. There's still, right? Like all that sex that I had as a youth and drunk and blacked out or whatever it was, if I even actually had sex, I don't know. I've, I was drunk, right? Like, mm-hmm. I don't know all the times, but, or none of the times, some of the time, like my body knows yes. either way. And so I've not looked at it that way, but <laughs> as you say it, like my, I can feel my whole, my whole body, like got sad, like mm. bringing that up. It's like, dude, you like totally mistreated me. Mm. And yeah, that could be a lot of where that emptiness comes from, from after sex, mm. even with a partner that like I get along with. Totally. That there may or may not be any issues with, but I'm creating them because my body is like letting me know. Yeah, I I could totally relate to that just from not necessarily with sex, but just with any past traumatic experience that I have faced. And we go into our own self-pleasure practice for me when I go into that self-pleasure practice, let's say with fear, for example, it is so real in my body when I'm working through that in that moment to that same event that could have been 10 years ago so i could totally relate to that yeah and that's that's really interesting too because like i'll do my own self-pleasure practice and i'll just be like like i would just wound myself and i'm like i wish i could feel that way after like some of the recent sexual experiences that i've had mm. like I'm not feeling that after sex, but after like my own self-pleasure, I'm like, oh, like, (laughs) all right, time for a nap. And like, just like go treat your, go pamper myself a little bit. Like, and it just like, it feels healthy and it feels good to honor and love myself that way. Mm -hmm. But when I'm still practicing, the word animal wants to come out like animal sex like to just have it right like mm-hmm. this animal part of my brain that just wants to procreate but i'm not practicing procreation but i'm practicing the act of mm-hmm. like and how that's leaving me empty hmm. i think we touched something <laughs> oh i love that <laughs> I love that so much. Thank you so much for being so transparent and open to that question and just opening your heart to all that. That's wonderful. I hope the listeners can really um, feel how honest and just beautiful that transmission was. Such a weird, that's like a, I'm describing it like a, like a pre-skydive feeling or like Mm. something like that. Yeah. Like, I'm excited, but scared and nervous at the same time, like, Mm. and I'm just sitting in my chair. (laughs) I'm not going anywhere. I'm not doing anything. Yeah. You know what I mean? 
Yeah, totally. Um, I invite you if you want to just, you're welcome to take a few deep breaths. I will with you too. Might as well. That's great. <laughs> Thanks. Everything up into that, if you're open, I'd love to share it. But of course, that's with okay. your permission. No, please, please share what's going to benefit um, the process. And, mm -hmm. you know, like nothing's, nothing's private, you know, like that's my belief. That's why we're at where we're at, right? Like mm, everyone's yes. trying to keep it secret. Like, how did so many people get on the planet when no one's talking about sex? Yes. We're all having sex and it's obvious because there's being more and more babies born every day and every year and all the things like, yeah. why can't someone just talk to me about it? Exactly. Like, I still can't talk to my dad about sex. Mm -hmm. I'm fucking 40 years old. And like, I mentioned something and he's like, you go get yourself a good woman and, you know, <laughs> make me some grandchildren and, and and that's the best thing a man can do and i'm like eh. <laughs> of course <laughs> it's so funny how the beliefs of the gener generation before us like literally just one generation that leap it's so f how far our our beliefs and our what we want and it, we're just so distant i don't I, yeah i just i can't believe the disconnect between the two yeah. And then I just wonder too, cause I'm the one out of five of us. I got mm. two older sisters and two younger brothers, right? Mm -hmm. My older sisters got kids. My eldest sister's got two. My next sister's got three. My brother's got two and my baby brother's got three. Wow. And my parents still want me to like go out and make them like four grandbabies. I'm like, wow what the heck like why like what what's the you know what's the deal i don't know if it's actually four but they would like you know yeah they want ruben to go you know create a baby it's like spread yeah, your like, seed like, a lot of people <laughs> on this planet like there's a mm -hmm. lot mm -hmm. yeah it definitely like, is a pressure i could i could totally believe that to to yeah. procreate because your parents are telling you to get married because your parents are telling you right and that's so thick in like the Latino culture. Yes. It's so thick. It's, it's crazy to the point where like my dad was telling my brothers that he thought I was gay. Cause I'm not mm -hmm. having kids. I'm like, like dad, you've met some of the women that I've brought in my life, but like, I just don't believe, I'm not sure if I believe in bringing in more people into this world. Mm -hmm. Like there's a lot. And you already got a bunch of grandkids. Like, what do I, you know, like, you know, totally. What do I, yeah, well, I don't know. I, and that one's tough for me to understand too. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't understand like that mentality of it. Mm -hmm. But my mom's got like 11 siblings and my dad's got 13 siblings. Wow. Right? Like, so they came from the like super big family. Mm -hmm. And that was from just their parents, like, that. It was like that was from my grandma from my grandpa like it was like 
weird cheating relationships like this thing and I was like but the times were different right like they had to like have that many kids to help fucking raise the next one <laughs> yes yeah everyone has to work and I'm like I just like we don't have to live like that anymore and why do I have to have these kids for you and like I just that one's that one's a big one for me like I could go over to my dad's house right now and he'd be like so you find a woman yet yeah you're gonna like that would be one of the first things he he'd ask me mm-hmm. and, and that pressure never stops right like when I was growing up it was from the buddies right how many girls do you have like what's the thing right and like to this day like now it's my dad like have you found the right woman like and I'm like quit pressuring me to have sex like yeah that's that's basically what it is like if you really like dig deep everyone wants you to have more sex and they also want you to have sex to procreate at the same time right but they never like my dad never talked to me about it he never said like like this is like this is the steps this is what's gonna happen right like i couldn't bring anything sexual up to my dad mm-hmm. like probably even to this day right like he wouldn't just turn he just turn around and walk away or something or be like hey you can't talk to me about that stuff right mm-hmm. like what is love dad uh yeah you know he wouldn't he wouldn't know or say what does love and sex mean dad like uh i don't know right <laughs> like he wouldn't have an answer for me i don't believe anyways because mm-hmm. him and my mom divorced when I was like around that same period of time where I lost my virginity like that I think I was like 15 or 16 or something so that that triggered my whole I'd, I want to say that that triggered my alcoholism and and what I was doing there right and uh because I was I was just running I was just running away from all my pain and all my things exactly Um, when I go back and when when I go back and like do that self-discovery work like I was just running away Mm -hmm. I didn't want you it was okay for me to cry if I was drunk but it wasn't okay for me to cry if I was sober right so I don't know what the justification was that in my head but I, I made it okay that way definitely I know like with addiction uh whether it be alcohol or drugs it's really just stemming from trying to escape that pain. Mm-hmm. So it's definitely, yeah. I could definitely see that in your case. Yeah, to- I-, I see it in my case too. Like when I, when I look at it now and like each day that goes by that I'm like that much more sober, like, it's like, why did I do that for- to myself mm-hmm. for so long? Like, how much cooler would I have been if I was actually sober most of the time instead of like, drunk most of the time Mm -hmm. definitely it's just it's such an interesting I mean that's a whole different topic right like yeah alcohol and all the things like that's a whole different topic like but to say that it didn't exist in my sexuality I mean I wouldn't have I don't think I'd have much of a story if I didn't say how how much alcohol was involved in my in my sex life Mm mm-hmm no, totally. I, I think it's a huge part of your story from the sounds of it. Um, I'd also love to dive deep in your transition, specifically from when you 
came from unconscious relating and sex to being conscious re- coming becoming conscious and relating um so i guess my question for you now would be what is conscious relating to you so i had thought that i was um experiencing conscious sex with like some partners towards like in my in my 30s like because I was like aware of I thought I knew what I wanted out of sex I thought I knew what I was doing but at the same time like the alcohol was still involved and so there was still something going on where it was like hey your body wants something different and I was stepping into that what I would call consciousness like I was starting to care more and I was drinking less and I was like doing the steps I'd say and then um then I ended up getting a DUI and I just went sober like my relationship broke up with the woman that I thought I was going to marry so then that relationship broke up I got a DUI like the year later and I just went sober stone cold went sober and found myself like and it was an easy transition like to go sober like I didn't have a problem with it and then I started having like a couple different little sexual relationships and it was just like huh interesting (laughs) and so then that started diving some things and then getting into the courses like I was I was about a year sober when I started the course And so like I had a clear frame of mind and like I was I was already looking like sexual stuff up. Just I'm I'm I just intrigued. I just wanted Mm -hmm. to learn like how how do I make my sex better? Like how do I be a better lover? How do I, you know, treat myself better? And I was already on that track. And so then when this came along and then um I ended up having a partner for like the first um, several months of this course. I can remember after discovering like how powerful my sex was with myself. Like I had just had like some breakthrough in my, in my own self pleasure. And then I took that into the bedroom. And I've never, I still to this day, like I've not felt that ever again. Like after that first breakthrough of like being consciously aware of what my body wanted, how to breathe, like how to be with my partner. I literally had this like crazy out of body, but fully in my body, like orgasm like it's the I don't even know how to explain it It was the craziest thing that I've ever like experienced Mm -hmm. sexually or not and I was just like I want more of that (laughs) I definitely want more of that And, and, and I know it came from my learnings and my teachings from this course because I was breathing the breaths and I was like feeling the feels and I was like totally connected and like I don't everything aligned just freaking right 
and then but yeah that 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 whole sense of consciousness and and like not necessarily wanting to recreate that but knowing that i i i was alive and that i that i had that in me mm -hmm. to like heal myself like that was a big healing piece and then like and then it just I don't want to say it faded, but like I, I have not had that experience again yet. But mm -hmm. like, that was my wake up call. And if I could go back or like keep that high, or I don't know how to explain. I don't know how to explain what that mm -hmm. was. I, like, but that was definitely very conscious. That was very like shaking up what I thought I knew about sex and like it just totally like how much more can I learn like yeah like, keep practicing and keep doing me and and breathing and and being in my in my in my practice with myself and then also with a partner and so maybe I went off a little bit no that's fine but the like the 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 awareness of where I'm at with myself and my partners during sex, like I'm finding that like I'm noticing my partners holding their breath or mm. like, or like if they like go into like a stall or um, like, I'm just so aware during, during my sex now that I've never been before yes. either like before it was animalistic it was like get what you came to get caveman style like just whatever. And even when I was with like lovers I would say and it was slower and it was like more loving it was still that like animalistic um type of sex I guess I would say like where it was more about me and my like selfish lover kind of stuff, I guess I would say. Hmm. And, uh, and that's totally changed, like just feeling heartbeats and like listening to breath and like hearing like the littlest things or feeling like the textures and all the things that like I was never really aware of because I was so like just in my like, oh my God, I'm having sex. Like it feels so good. Like, mm -hmm. oh yeah, like unaware of all the rest of my receptors it was all like friction based penis sex like that was my that was my like way I I treated myself it was all penis sex mm -hmm. and now it's like full body sex and it's like okay now it's my full body sex and how do I bring my partner into our full body sex Yes. And it, it's definitely, it's definitely changed. And like the conversations that I'm having with my partner around sex, like, Hey, like, what was that? Like, I'll even stop sometimes like during <laughs> sex and like, you know, what's going on? Cause I'm, I'm more, I feel I'm more aware. Like I'll notice something like there's a stop or there's like, like I said, like a holding of the breath or like, a, 
like a, a freeze or something, mm-hmm. some sort of sexual trauma that from doing this work, reading and learning and, and going through the practices that I'm knowing that there's something affecting my partner. Mm-hmm. And I like beforehand, before my consciousness, like I just get my nut on and like maybe talk about it later. But now I'm like, hold on, wait, like, let's talk about this. Like what's going on. Mm-hmm. And then that, for me, that creates like a, a closer closerness and that creates like a deeper bond in the sex and like it ups it ups the the sex just a bit more Mm -hmm. and it's not like the goal it's not like the end of just like oh hey I'm just trying to trying to ejaculate and that's it yeah like it's more the full experience for me now which is the super big change because before it was all about just getting the nut and like just calling it good using another body for masturbation (laughs) now it's like yeah yeah basically and now it's like the whole like full like it maybe that's part of it too like that whole full experience like yeah I, i don't know how to fully explain that piece but i'm definitely more aware of all the things that I that I was not in tune with mm-hmm. prior to totally prior to any things that I've learned. That is beautiful. Thank you so much for sharing that. Um, there's a couple things I want to kind of unpack. Uh, you mentioned like your your full body, basically full full body orgasm um, with yourself. Essentially, is what you're kind of describing in your self pleasure practice. Um, mm. There's something I, that kind of caught my attention, and I've personally done this before. Like I've also had, like in my own self pleasure practice, I've, I've experienced full body orgasm. I've also experienced a full body orgasm. I don't know if you know what a yoni egg is, but with a yoni egg inside of my yoni, um, just doing a regular Zen meditation and having experiences like that. For me, like when I first started to experience them, um, it was so eye opening and just like beautiful and magical and just all these like empowering like it was all these beautiful things um but I found that the first few times I experienced them uh actually sorry even just the first time I was almost chasing it in my practices after that as like okay how can I get this again and there was like this expectation this attachment to to something that was going to come and then for me uh, pun intended, <laughs> but for me, um, uh, because I had that mentality, it's like I didn't get it again for like a long time. And then for me, like in order for me to actually reach those heights again is when I actually let go of that expectation, when I let go of that attachment and I really just embrace like the now and the presence in my own practice. I'm wondering if you experienced anything like that. Um, yeah, I mean, I try and tell myself no, <laughs> right? Like I want to, I want to lie to you and be like, no, I don't have any expectations at all whatsoever. <laughs> but that's, that's definitely, that's definitely a true statement for me. It's alive. Mm-hmm. Um, and when that expectation comes up, like I 
I feel like I'm attempting to work with it and like breathe out of that expectation. Mm -hmm. But it's, it's already been created. Like it's already there. Yeah, and so totally. It's like, and now I'm breathing myself out of it and like trying to love myself out of that expectation. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, that, I mean, that could be a big, realization I mean that is a big realization for me that like yeah I'm chasing I may be chasing that feeling again and what came up as you were when you were speaking about that like I'm almost I got embarrassed like mm. you speaking of me having my experience like I'm like oh I'm embarrassed that she knows mm. I'm embarrassed that someone else knows like I'm not supposed to talk about sex, right? The old conditioning yeah, still I'm alive. To, I'm not supposed to do these things. Like that conditioning, yeah, that conditioning is still there. You just do it. You don't talk about it mm -hmm. or whatnot. And as you were describing, like, for one, me, and then you going through yours, I was like, uh-oh, I did something wrong. <laughs> It's so funny how those old stories just keep popping up. Mm -hmm. Cause I know that I didn't do anything wrong. Mm -hmm. Right. But that feeling like just was like, Ugh. yeah, definitely. I'm sure, I'm sure everyone can relate to either being like caught masturbating when they were a child from their parents or maybe wanting to talk to their parent and they were like they were ashamed saying oh no don't do that that's not right that's that's dirty that's this that's that and then hearing it from our friends laughing about it like all these different things that we've grown up with just making it shameful and making us feel guilty for it mm -hmm. yeah and how <laughs> yeah yeah that's alive that's that's a real thing Mm, yeah totally i i have all the same feels <laughs> so don't think you're alone on that and i feel like everyone can relate mm. so there is one more thing i love to touch base with you ruben um you Please. did mention the mankind project now you touched the base upon it a little bit but if you're willing i'd love for you to elaborate it uh, elaborate more on it and just share what it's about and uh, what kind of stuff you guys do okay uh, this one is, uh, this one's big for me. Cause I also, like I sat in a meeting earlier today, um, in the summer of 2017, uh, my partner at the time and I were going through some stuff and it was time to do some self-discovery and like actually speak to what was going on within me. Um, I was working construction, uh, middle of summer. So, I mean, working long days and all this, that, and the other thing, I'd bring it home. I'd bring it home to her and just like, where's my dinner? I'm showering. I'm going to bed. Like a pattern that I witnessed my dad go, like mm -hmm. I learned that from my dad, 100%. Um, so I, I knew I had wounds there and and my partner at the time, she wasn't working. She was trying to do her own stuff. And she knew that I benefited from 
some sort of something. Like I need to release somewhere other than with her. And so she found this group called the Mankind Project. Just like, hey, it's like right around the corner. Like I'm not telling you you have to go, but maybe you might be interested in like, must I know. I was like, yeah, sure, whatever. And so then I went and I took myself to this meeting, walked up these stairs and sat in a room with some guys and they were, they were talking about their emotions and like sharing with each other like real life stuff, like what was going on with them and their wives or them and their, you know, their girlfriends or stuff that was like real life stuff. And I'd never seen men talk like that before. We we're always, you know, like my experience of talking with other quote unquote men, which were pretty much, we were physically men, but we weren't mentally men, is my belief. You know, we were talking about our cocks or how many girls we were having sex with or like how our old lady is such a bitch or whatever, right? Like it wasn't real heartfelt talk, right? We're we weren't talking about how like I'm going through some shit because like this, that, or the other. And these men, like the first night I'd ever, they didn't know who I was. I'm just some stranger in the room. We go over, like when I first walked in, we went through like the confident, we went through confidentiality, went through like what vulnerability was. We went through like the, the couple of the processes that may or may not happen throughout the evening. And I was like, sure, whatever. And, uh, like my first couple times in, in those meetings, I, I didn't share much. I didn't know what to say. And like, I would go back home and I would just be like, oof, like, mm. what is that? Like, just so moved from what others were sharing because I wasn't ready to share my story quite yet. And so I went through the initiation weekend um, about a month and a half after so it's basically like going to like youth camp, but for emotions. Show up on a Friday, Friday night, like there's this intensive like intro, wake up super early Saturday morning, stay up until, what was it like one or two in the morning or something, but like the all the processes that we were doing like I didn't even know what time it was throughout the day like it just it was so like exciting and just flowy mm. like that Saturday just lasted forever but went away like that and then sun Sunday afternoon <clears throat> it comes towards the end and it's like oh like I just shared my whole entire life with all these strangers that like more than half of them are closer than anybody I've ever met before in my life mm -hmm. that I've known for fucking 20 years, 30 years. And, uh, and I didn't under I didn't quite understand what that connection was. Like it was, it was really interesting to say the least. And so then when I got back home, after that weekend, because that weekend was like three, four hours away. And after I got back home, like my partner had noticed that something had shifted. 
Like I wasn't the same guy that I was. I thought I was, but it was noticed that I wasn't. And uh, that's when I had the experience of going out to Australia and finding Mankind Project out there and the brothers out there. And um, I got invited to be part of the staff for the training. And I'm like, what do you mean? Like, I'm only like six months into this. Like, and you guys want me to like be a part of this group? You guys don't even know who I am. And they're like, we already know who you are. You went through. Like, you have enough to go through it and continue to do your own work. We know who you are. And that trust for me, I've never had, I, I don't, I never realized that I had that with other people, you know, like not without, not without booze or fighting or like that. Yeah. Pretty much not without booze or fighting with anybody for, you know, a decent amount of time. And, and so that was really interesting to like have that bond and to go through it and got into that work and, uh, and that just kind of dream board and I kind of became a junkie to it like I wanted to do the trainings I wanted to learn how to be there for another man mm. I wanted to be helpful to someone else for like the first time in my life like mm -hmm. I was I'd I'd been selfish and I was done being selfish I was done having it all be about me and so I brought that back home and uh, started doing these trainings. And part of the training was around like multiculturalism and like what racism is and all these other things. And I grew up in this little town. All my buddies are white. I'm a Latino. And I didn't realize how white I thought I was. Mm. and like how much I have stripped myself of my heritage mm. I didn't understand Spanish I got annoyed by listening to Mexican music like all these things that like that what they call it is internalized oppression I had oppressed myself from being a Latino like and I was like, what the hell? And so I got really engulfed in that. And um, now today, I'm about, what, three and a half years into it now. I hold um, a chair position in the state of, North, the state of California. I'm like a, I'm the equities um, like facilitator guy. So I work primarily around um, men of color. And so I'm sharing my story of my life as a man of color in a group of men that are like predominantly the organization is all white. Mm. And so I've been working with some other brothers like um, from the East Coast and then some brothers out here in California and we're creating circles for men of color to speak to men of color in a healthy, vulnerable, understanding way. 
And this is where a lot of my work is right now. Um, I mean, half of it's in the sexuality realm and the other half is um, sharing my experience with other men, letting them know that it's okay that you're sad. Mm. It's okay that you're angry. It's okay that you're upset. But don't go punching holes in walls. Don't go throwing your old lady or, or getting in fights. Mm-hmm. Bring it here. Bring it to this space. And let's talk about it. Let's do this work. And where that's landing for me is like as a man of color like I've gone through things and witnessed things in life differently than my white brothers have and that's a whole shift change as well because the white guys didn't necessarily know that they were doing or not doing these things to men of color Mm, yes and with all this with all the race stuff that's gone on this past year and for the i mean all the years but this past year with the black lives matter and all these things that have been going on like it's pushed the development of um of what i've been into for the past year like trying to get these things started so um we had a call today and had like 30 men on all of different races and different colors, but we all shared like similar stories, which Mm -hmm. was really beautiful. Very. Um, And um, so, yeah, with the whole COVID thing, like Mankind Project kind of like, we were doing these weekend trainings, we were doing all, it's like, it's hands-on, like some of the work is just straight up hands-on, like it's gotta be got to be able to like hold a man like physically back as he's like screaming and getting his aggression out and Mm. we haven't necessarily been able to do that COVID like the zooms so we're not work is still getting done but I don't feel it's going as deep as we could so we're we're planning these trainings for hopefully later this year and then to continue on once all this covid stuff mm-hmm. i don't even like saying the word once all <laughs> this stuff goes on um but we're out here um i'm giving my heart and just trying to be there for other men to to just talk about their stuff and whatever that looks like to them mm. whether it's a dad issue a mom issue a breakup it's a it's a relationship I mean, now with this course, is it your sex? Like, and I can bring that into the table too. That's beautiful. And like, Mankind Project for me has helped me so much discover so much of myself, my my mental stability, cracking open my vulnerability and being safe with other men. That's the big one for me. Like actually being able to share my dark stuff that I won't share with my buddies because they're going to make fun of me. 
or tell me to man up and quit being such a pussy about it. Where I go to these men and they're like, is there more? Do you want to bring out more of that? We're holding mm. you. We're here for you. And that gift is the gift that was given to me. I don't know if I can ever give it back, mm. but I'm going to try. Totally. And that's where I sit with Mankind Project and, and believing in other men. That is just a beautiful project. <laughs> I, I feel like men can be overlooked in their own vulnerability just because they're told to, to not show it. They're told to hide it. They're told to, like you said, man it up. And reality, like we're all human beings. We all feel the same things. We all go through similar experiences and we just, we feel, feel it. We all go through it. So like, yeah, men, men need these things just as much as anyone else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I firmly believe so. Mm. Well, and it's fun. And I, mm-hmm. and I create, create new relationships and new friends out of it. And, you know, I was on a call today with a guy in, uh, where was he at? Like Costa Rica. And then there was a guy like there's Canadians up in there and we've had men from Australia and South Africa. And, uh, there was a Japanese guy on, it's like, and Mexicans and like from Mexico and guys on the East coast, guys on the West coast, guys in Texas, like, and we're all, I mean, thanks to, thanks to COVID and thanks to zoom, like we're all meeting up online. Mm -hmm. We're all meeting up in a space like this. And, and before, if any of, before any of this actually happened, I'm not going to travel to New York to meet these guys. I'm not you know, like, I can't afford to go to all these places and meet these people, meet these men. Like, and so it's a blessing to, yes. to have this. Is this program like open to any man willing to do the work? Um, yeah, we have open circles that are available. Um, you just go ahead and do look up, uh, mankindproject.org and and you can look up like your area where you're at um i believe we're on we're on every i know we're on every continent like we're all over the place there's there's men one or two men everywhere there's a man right now working out in japan that's starting a group there's another guy um that's out in the philippines that's trying to get something going um I've sat with men in Australia and Mexico and I know there's men in Canada there. I did a training a couple of years ago and a, and a Canadian man had actually traveled down to California to do a training with us. And yeah, we're, we're out here and we're just, I mean, from I'm trying, what I'm trying to do with the organization is just spread love and hold the, hold the space. Mm, That's awesome. What I'm what I'm going to actually do, uh, I'll grab the link from you after and I'll actually put it down in the comments for listeners and anyone on YouTube that's looking to connect. I feel like this is a really uh, important project that, that, you're, that you're part of and we really help a lot of people. So thank you so much for bringing that awareness to me and the listeners and the viewers. Really appreciate that. Um, 
I also really want to thank you so much, Ruben. Um, so, so much from the bottom of my heart for sharing your story and being so open and transparent and loving and just sharing. I really appreciate that. I feel like a lot of stuff we cover today is, will help a lot of people. Um, and that's all we, that's all I can ask for. Yeah. No, thank you for having me and asking the questions and I'm glad I didn't cry. I thought I was going to cry. I'm like, I'm going to share something. I'm going to cry. I guarantee it. You almost had me. You almost had me. That's all good. That's all good. Um, at this point, I do want to give you the stage, though. Um, I'm not sure how active you are on social media or if you have anything. Um, but at this point, I'd love for you to share your social media or how people can contact you further. Um, yeah, no, I'm, I'm pretty much like, I don't have much i'm ruben rosas on facebook i have some sort of instagram somewhere i don't really know <laughs> what it is um i created a web page but i don't i'm not active on it um i'm still working out the my my issues with uh with this techie world i guess i would say <laughs> that's all right i'll put it down in the comments for you too <laughs> once we figure that out but that's awesome Thank you so much for joining me with today's episode. If you love what you heard, be sure to share it with me by leaving a review on your listening platform so I can keep the goodness coming your way. If you aren't already following me on social media, you can interact with me and enjoy daily inspiration on Instagram at Chelsbra or visiting my website for one-to-one mentoring at chelsbra.com. I love you and appreciate you so much and can't wait to connect again in the next episode. Until then, turn your magic on loves and keep evolving.